Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kid's try? Is your current idea of self-care closing the door when you pee? If the only chance you have for exercise is the squats you do when you pick up your kid's Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne. And I'm Jess. And this is Mama Mama Bites. Hey moms, a long awaited interview about to happen with Rachel Estapa from yes. Mortal of Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually Jess and I are getting to see each other and catch up for the first time in a little while. I figured yeah. we just hit the record button and talk about that. Right. Um, and all the things that we have going on and coming up. Um, I'm, I'm announcing that I've just about signed a book deal which is pretty crazy it's amazing and exciting um and the book will be out uh summer 2020 which is like stupid that that's gonna be a year i have chills (laughs) it's crazy that's awesome yeah it's exciting it's exciting so much going on it's june it's june and i didn't know about june until i had children and june's a thing yeah inform me yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot. Here's what I've heard from the moms in my practice, mm. that there's literally something every single day at the end of kindergarten, which I do not understand. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that for whatever reason, it almost seems more chaotic than the beginning. Yes. Yeah. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. I, I sort of had the epiphany the other day, or actually yesterday, um, talking to another mom, and I said, ah, this is December all over again. It's like <gasps> May and June is November, December. So it just gets crazy. There's just, and it's great because there's, there's this want to like mark the end of the year and show all the work and things come to fruition. But um, yeah, I mean, here's the balls that I caught. Uh, Girl Scout end of year celebration uh, went great. Uh, was able to chaperone the field trip, you know, like hashtag privilege, privilege, privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, t- this afternoon we have to do a hard stop to end so that I can put a whole lot of makeup and hairstyling on a six-year-old and change her into three costumes and get her ready for her recital tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, uh, let's see. I double booked an appointment. Mm. <laughs> I double booked two clients today Classic. even though I have <laughs> I, I have space in my practice right now I'm excited to be uh accepting new clients but you know these are the mistakes that happen mm-hmm. I drop my three-year-old off and everybody else is in a superhero costume and it's superhero day and I didn't remember superhero day because I was too busy remembering that my six-year-old had camping day mm. So this is this is all of the this is all of yeah, the that does not sound fun <laughs> at all. I also feel like and I know now I'm like super dating myself because I'm old, but uh like pff, my mom was like come home after school. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's noon. I don't know when that is. <laughs> like, hopefully I'll be here when you get here. I don't know. If not I key under the mat. It's I don't cool. feel yeah. like there was a lot of things that yeah. occurred. I could be wrong, but I, I just feel like there's way more there's pressure and way more way involvement, more. which I'm not more. saying is bad, but, but it's way more to juggle. So way more opportunity yeah, for working parents in yeah. particular. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. It's, 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 
it's not easy. I'm, I'm lucky to be close. Um, but if I worked in the city, like I'd mass, I'd miss a lot of this stuff yeah. or I'd have to take the whole day. So, oh, yeah. Um, so it's a lot of privilege, right? Like mm-hmm. these are, a lo- these are a lot of champagne problems. And, um, PS also, this is the mark of having healthy children mm-hmm. who are able mm-hmm. to participate in activities mm-hmm. who are typically developed and have things that they can participate in. So again, like so much privilege, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, the other day a client said to me, you must be the best mom. I was like, who are you asking? Um, She's not wrong. I'm I'm a good enough mom. I'm sometimes a very good mom. But I also like to be transparent that as a good enough, still very good mom, I drop balls all over the fucking place Mm -hmm. and lose my patience Mm -hmm. and am exhausted and so just like everybody, let's all give ourselves a hug because mm, mm-hmm. we are doing the best we fucking can. Yes, <laughs> self-compassion. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Oh, I agree. that was what? the other one. What? I did a whole shop at Target yesterday. Yeah. With my wallet at home. Oh. And had to pick up my daughter from dance class. No. So I had to go to the Target people and say, I have all this refrigerated stuff and I haven't picked my daughter up or done dinner or put them to bed yet. So I can't even come back for it. Oh, <laughs> so I got to go and pick it up some other day. I don't know what I'm going to get it, but you know, so. target people, target people. God bless them. So, and then my girl, <laughs> and I was saying that and one of my, and my girlfriend says, Oh, well I have the app. And I was like, I fucking have the app too. And I totally could have paid for all that shit. <laughs> Oh, so like dropping the ball. Well, is it dropping the balls (laughs) or is it just too many balls? Too many balls. It's too many balls. So something drops. Right. Right. Something drops. So I hear you. And I've, uh, have I double booked lately? I haven't double booked lately, but I've had, uh, you know, other weird snafus. And I am, I have to say, having a (laughs) reveal, having a private practice at home, I am constantly worried that someone's going to come after I've already taken my bra off. It is a consistent <laughs> fear. I have discussed it with my own therapist. Her rule of thumb is you wait 15 minutes before you take it off. But sometimes I just can't help myself. And it's the first thing to go. It's in the office. You're, you know, it's oh, yeah. Office. I've taken yeah. it off right in that office. I don't, I'm like, see yourself out. Bye. <laughs> bra comes off. Click. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's, yeah. I can understand that for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. An excellent story. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Anytime. Also, can I just add? Yes, what, please. What you're not saying about the book is that you've been wanting to do a book for a super long time and you have, this will actually be book number two. This will be book number two. And yeah. so, you know, I think this is like a long time coming for you. Thank you. And I'm super proud of you. Thank you. And have every confidence that you're going to not only like do it, but knock it out of the park. Thank you. And only drive myself slightly crazy and feel, I mean, only, I'm going to work on really not feeling super, super guilty about all the other areas of my gonna life say I'm going to neglect. My therapist would say, and that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's great. <laughs> Thank you. Mm, or not. Right. Or not. Right. <laughs> So that's where that comes from when you say it to me. That's where that comes from. It's all going to be okay. Or Or, not. Or won't. Or not. Or won't. (laughs) She's so great. (laughs) Yas. 
So hopefully that reassures all our listeners that it's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think it will be. I think I have some faith. And, until it won't be. Right. And then, until you know. I move to Canada because I can't take it here anymore. <laughs> <sighs> well, let me know at least before we need to forward your mail. I will try. Excellent. <laughs> okay, coming up, our interview with Rachel Estapa. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with us on the Mama Bites podcast. This is very exciting to have you with us. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have a, have a good conversation about body love, maybe some yoga, probably some laughing. So yeah, it's going to be good. Woohoo! Yeah. Yes, for sure. So um, Jess and I are both huge proponents of yoga. We love it. We're both huge yoga people um but we'd love to hear a little bit about your journey what what made you want to teach how did you fall in love with it tell us tell us about your experience yeah uh the more the more to love experience (laughs) maybe that's more of a book or something um Mm -hmm. so i i actually i think about my life now that i'm you know a little little through those tumultuous times of of perpetual dieting and weight loss. I sort of think about my life in terms of before Mm. yoga and after yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically I grew up, it's kind of of important for me to kind of give you some background as to like, why do I care about this to begin with, right? We all have a story um, and that all needs to kind of connect us to what we end up doing with our lives. Um, So I grew up as a larger kid and from the age of really like six years old, <laughs> um, I was put on like diets, mm. food journals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a very like active and athletic kid, but I was bigger just in the way that I was. Um, so from a very early age, I felt a lot of shame, um, struggle, and like, like I was disappointing a lot of people mm-hmm. because my body mm-hmm. wasn't getting smaller. Or that I would be all these, you know, playing soccer and basketball and just con- like I was a kid outside, especially in the summer from like sunrise to sunset. Wow. Um, but people would still make comments like adults, doctors. I, I used mm. to dread going to doctor's appointments. Like even to this day, I'm like, even though I have great doctors now, I'm like, oh, God. So there's like mm. that, you know, wiring of something is off with your body. Mm. Um, so not until my early 20s. Um, did I venture into a yoga class? Because to be honest, there weren't that many studios around me. Sort of yoga was, um, it wasn't nearly as mainstream as it is now. And so studios were, were far to come from. And I would love to say that my first yoga class was amazing and transformative. It was not. It was actually very validating on like, damn girl, your body, like you just don't fit in because <sighs> I the largest body in the class, the teacher. Um, she was lovely, but so much of what happens in a yoga class for someone that maybe doesn't keep up, I use the term keep up like with quotes. Yeah, we um, hear that, your air quotes. Right? <laughs> I hear them. Yeah, a lot of air quotes. I'm doing them right now, and I'm like, that's why you're doing those. That, um, <laughs> that uh, like, what I needed was an afterthought. Mm, and yeah, yeah. I left there feeling really bad. I left there feeling disappointed, frustrated at myself, but also this idea that, like, I thought yoga was supposed to be relaxing, and I was supposed <sighs> to feel nice. Like, I don't feel that way. Mm. Um so I, I I gave myself a little space. I found another studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why I went back. I just did. Maybe that's the Irish stubbornness in me. Um, 
And at the same time, I was really becoming aware of how much the beliefs I had around my body and the constant struggle to change it was not working for me. Um, I was following things to a T, you know, plans and just being like overworking myself, working out and, and stressing out. But I, I came to a head where I was like, there's got to be more to love about me than what I weigh. And that's actually where the term of my business comes from. Um, yeah, yeah, it was not it was not like this like genius brainstorming. <laughs> so a big piece of why more to love is important is that um, in order to to grow, you have to face what hurts. So um, as I was developing um, a, a more yoga practice that was attuned to what I wanted, I really started to integrate body acceptance. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have anyone that was, I was following either. I was sort of a lot of times when people come into body acceptance, it's sort of they're on their own to start. Now mm-hmm. there's so many more resources, but I was like, I've got to insulate myself. So I realized pretty quickly that when I, tuned my yoga into my own experience like my body my breath like what was going on for me Mm -hmm. that level of shame and judgment went away Mm -hmm. um and that for me it was such like a transformative moment and like movement in my own life um and I had always been interested in you know personal growth and development um I was a trained coach at the time anyway so I just started talking about um my you know, journey uh, with yoga, with body image and acceptance. And so many more people were like, I want to try, I feel intimidated and like all the things that I felt in my first class. And I was like, you know what? I want to make something out of this because yoga is so cathartic. It's amazing. Nothing else like it to connect with yourself, not just your body and your breath, but like who you like really are, mm-hmm. um, that I want to help larger bodies feel like that's something that they can participate in. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's really where, <laughs> where the transition from like, I feel gross about myself to I feel empowered through yoga, through actively participating in like the body acceptance process. Um, and here we are today. Wow, girl. Yeah, preach. <laughs> where where did you um decide to do your training and I'm curious about like cuz it was I mean I'm guessing it was back in the day. <laughs> A while ago. A little bit. Not um, not that huge part back in the day, but like what were some of what, what were the challenges that you faced? I'm imagining it was a little bit like when you were talking about kind of like coming to your your body on your own you know and not really having mm-hmm. the same sort of resources that we have now what was it like yeah absolutely so I I kept feeling pulled to become a yoga teacher for a couple years and you know being the um maybe maybe the culture the millennial that I grew up in people were like what you need to go to grad school what you like sort of this I, I resisted that calling right um I had been searching for some studios and some schools and nothing quite felt right until I actually visited Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health out in the Berkshires. Mm-hmm. I went there for a retreat just to go for myself. Um, and they, I saw that there was um, a yoga teacher training going on and I kept like seeing the people and kind of was like eyeing it um, and sort of following along sort of that resistance of can I really do this? Should I really do this? And then I was like, go for it. Like your whole message is to like follow your heart and this is where it's leading you. Mm. So I actually only um, went and applied to Kripalu. So they have a, um, so for those that aren't, Kripalu is a, is like the largest 
the most well-known like yoga and retreat center in North America, and they have um, yoga teacher trainings. Um, they have ones that are month-long intensives, meaning like you live there and you like live the yoga. When I applied, my whole my whole focus was like, Kripalu, I love you, but I've never seen a fat yogi yeah. in your catalog, yep. in yeah. on your website. I've never seen any of that. Um, and I want to change that. Um, I'm purposefully putting myself into what I know will be a new scenario for me and for you, but I want to be a partner. So I, I like had already, I already knew like what I wanted to do with more to love after the training. And they were like, this is great. We totally want you. I was fortunate to receive a full scholarship to the training component and I fundraised for the living accommodations. So there I go off to the Berkshires, packed my stuff. Was away for um, it was a, a month long solid like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. yoga completely like your whole life for a solid month, um, and I was the largest person there, um, and I knew that there would be challenges. Um, so there were a lot of like opportunities for me to learn poses that were I had to adapt. Right, there mm-hmm. were certain ones that I was going to have to make work. So it mm-hmm. it became an opportunity for me to also talk openly about what it's like to be a larger bodied person in a classroom from the, from this teacher's perspective. So I actually ended up helping some other people be like, okay, in this pose, if you have a larger belly or you have larger breasts, that's not going to work. So there was this like active participation around that. Um, And Kripalu was extremely supportive and they, they ended up profiling me in their, in their catalog. Um, The first time they had a plus size yogi, talking about what it's like to be a yoga teacher and like owning that, um, owning what my body is and who I want to help. Um, so, you know, the challenges were so much like were shadowed by how incredible and really transformative the experience was not just for, um, not just for my like body, you know, like obviously I felt really great after a month of like a lot of, a lot of yoga, but just that um, being seen, being grounded in what my mission was, that I had a right to be in that space, that I had a right to be there. Um, and that I, it was okay for us as a larger body person to ask for what we need and to let places say, you know what, we're going to shift something so that this is available for you. Um, and it doesn't take much, right? That's kind of what the whole point is. Like, it doesn't take much for places and people to be more accommodating or just like widen their perspective around what's available to someone with a different body type. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a huge fan. I wish I could do it again. I totally would. Mm-hmm. I would do it. I would live there for a year if I could. Um, no, that might be hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that, that was really what the experience going through teacher training was. Wow. I mean, that's so crazy because I think what you're saying too is like you transformed them. Totally. <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm actually quite honored that I'm going to be speaking at their at their annual yoga teacher conference coming up in the fall about plus size yoga on um, how to make your spaces and, and classes more friendly to larger bodies. And, yes. I, I, and it's the first one time that they've had someone talk specifically on, on that topic. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm of the mindset that like, you know, there are these established places, the same with like medical communities and hospitals, like where, where, people, where are people already going? Where are there already um, opportunities and structures in place? And how do we integrate? How can I bring something to integrate into that? That to me feels much more like, um, an e- not an easier road, but like a, like a natural road, instead of trying to create this whole other thing separate. 
um, I would rather be able to provide resources to where people are already going um, in like institutions, in centers like that, in the more mainstream, because that's going to reach more people, mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's working out. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. That is so cool. Thank you. I'm going to have a question. <laughs> I'm going to go off script. Yeah. If oh, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I am not a script follower. <laughs> um, I mean, we have, we have a bunch of other questions, but I, f I feel like eventually, like, when is the more to love teacher training? Oh my God. Yeah. I know. I, I get, I've been getting this question more and more. Um, and you know, I've been, I've been thinking of it. Um, there's, there's a lot that goes into to teacher trainings, sure. right? And there are there are already some like plus size or body positive trainings that exist. Um, so the thing about more to love, like what would make it different, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. when, it, when you the hardest, honestly, the hardest part was for me was transforming something that was a personal tool for healing and growth transforming that into a business. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that, you know, I ask all the time, you know, would teachers want this? Would larger bodies want this? For me, with more to love, it, it would be that I would want to have plus size people become the teacher trainers. Yeah. And I feel like there's still more, there's still more groundwork to go in people to feel like that's an actual viable path for them. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm always in conversations with, with people, with places, um, I do have a couple like ideas around like practitioners, maybe like certification for people that are already sort of doing the work. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that that's definitely on the radar. Yeah. Okay. All right. I totally just co-opted that myself. It's my no. own. I What'd love you say? that. What would you say? I just co-opted that myself. I mean, I just like co-opted the interview because no, I just I love it. I just oh. wanted to know. Corinne's you know, ready like, to be trained is what she's saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. We'll have, yes. we'll have a pilot program. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, I'm lost on my questions, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask one because I feel like it. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting used to embracing the term fat. So I'm going to use that term, but what, wh what do you think the landscape has, uh, has been like, how is, have you seen it changed? What's the yoga community like now for fat women? Yeah. Um, actually I, last night I was on a panel discussion, um, with an event for Boston magazine, um, talking about like wellness in the digital age. And that question came up, you know, how has, um, how has the terrain and the, and the environment changed for larger bodies in, in yoga, but also wellness in general. Um, and, you know, for me personally, I, I use like a bunch of terms, fat, curvy, large, Rachel, like, <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, um, I've been really like, I, I, I've just, um, I'm, I'm on the short side and I kind of like to say that I'm sort of built like a built like a bulldog a little bit which I personally love because I think that that's like really strong and, and empowering yeah so the description the, the, the descriptions I think are more important for what feels right to you right mm -hmm. yeah. um, but definitely the term fat I see it being used much more um, often um, and because of social media because of how powerful that that visual, um, instinct is for, in all of us to sort of like see things and become acclimated to things. I mean, it is, I think without the internet, we wouldn't be this far along in seeing so many more diverse bodies in wellness and in yoga than if the internet didn't exist. Yeah. So while that's awesome, and I definitely see more and more people um, just sharing what they're going through and what their process is, um, that 
the term fat or plus size doesn't have the the social stigma that it did even like five years ago right right? like if if i like i can i can remember when i started to personally use that term like hey i'm a fat person and the automatic response after that from someone would be like no you're not you're beautiful don't say (laughs) that and Uh. and it's like i'm both right you know fat to me is a body my body type i've got fat and it's because I'm so used to using these terms that like emotional connection and the stigma is not, not, not strong anymore. Right. Yeah, but right. for other, for other people, I noticed that if I, um, if I use that term in some kind of settings, I can sort of see that little wince on people's mm, face, even sure. people that have the body type similar to mine. Right. Um, so there is that I always want to make sure that the language that I'm using is not intentionally creating some, unintended effect in mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. um so i always try to kind of preface it being like this is why i use this term and this is what it means to me and like i really don't care what the term is yeah um, just as long as you're reflecting on it and finding something that feels like authentic to yourself love it yeah yeah that's really wonderful mm-hmm. is that still me yeah it's still you. Uh, <laughs> i'm still asking questions so mm-hmm. i love this question because this was kind of like my own this, this comes from my own journey, but let's say someone is new to yoga and intimidated about going to a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what would you recommend? Uh, how can a lady judge if it's a safe place for yoga? How can how could one find that? Yeah, and um, that is the whole point of more of more to love. Um, that is the whole point of when you even land on my website that I want you to know that your feelings of intimidation and feeling, can I do this, are not like a random. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you feel that way. Yoga is portrayed as something that like hyper flexible, very thin, traditionally, you know, pretty bodies, white, long flowing hair. I always say it looks like they're trying to like market some you know, beach resort. That's sort of the image that that yoga has. Or a tampon. Um, and, and there is that aesthetic. Like, that's the yoga aesthetic on the inside when you feel blissed out, right? But right. from the outside, that that is going to freak people out. Right. Um, and so when, you know, I, I, I try to spend a lot of time creating a really welcoming and fun welcome mat to more to love from the website from the images that i that i choose from the terms that i use from the collection of like various more lovelies like i want people to know that in here i can't guarantee anything else other than i really want you to feel welcome Mm. um so my most common yoga student is someone that has never tried yoga before Mm -hmm. someone that has um usually is in their later uh, 40s and into their 50s, um, maybe has had weight be their thing for their whole lives, or maybe came into a new body that through an injury, through, you know, being a mom, just something is like, they're trying to make a connection with their bodies. So I understand that that intimidation factor is so huge that when people, um, people sign up, I ask a couple like, you know, simple questions, you know, nothing crazy, like what's been your experience? Like, I want to understand where they're coming from. And then when people physically come into the class, especially for the first time, I personally help them get set up. I want to learn, you know, their name, what brought them here, any, any injuries that I should know about and just help them feel welcome. Um, Cause I realized like that was some things that 
were missing for me in some yoga spaces where it was like this like very serene and almost sterile environment sometimes mm-hmm. um but for larger bodies i feel like that sense of of am i taking up too much space is so intrinsic and i was like how can i reduce that so um that's really what i'm trying to trying to go for um is to help people feel comfortable and welcome um and i actually just got off of leading a, a three-day retreat out in the berkshires and three of the people who joined the retreat had never done yoga before period wow. so um to for them to feel like safe enough to like pack up their bags and go to some like like that mean that tells me awesome i must be doing something right in order for people to feel trusting enough to do that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that's really what i specialize in is is the beginner is the person that's new to this I love that. I love that um, that idea because I feel like that's very transferable too. I mean, obviously, any of us would love to land in your studio, but as this goes out globally, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That that people can sort of look for these hallmarks of, you know, am I being welcomed to this studio? Am I being welcomed? in in a way that's totally independent of my body that mm-hmm. like I am being invited and asked about my injuries the way the next person behind me is being asked mm-hmm. about their injuries and and how they're feeling in their body mm-hmm. um in a way that feels welcoming and and kind and comforting versus really sort of getting that vibe that like I I sort of feel like you said earlier like that I don't fit you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah and i you know and i know i know a lot of people um aren't able to come into a studio with me either they don't physically don't live in the area like it's they just can't do that or for a lot of reasons you know anxiety injury right. whatever so that's right. why i created an online component to mortal love's work so i have a whole online yoga program that basically would give you if is if is if you came to like six weeks of a mortal love yoga class like what what you would get the same thing, the same attitude, the same welcome, um, bite-sized pieces, helping you get set up. So I, I'm really trying to have it reach people no matter where they're at, physically, emotionally, mentally, yeah. um, and sometimes even just watching a video, right? Even though like right. you're not doing it, yeah. there's this passive um, absorption that is a form of learning and a form of receiving that to me ultimately is what the point of yoga is mm-hmm. you know the movements are are there's so much focus on the movements and the poses that's actually not the root and heart of yoga the poses and that's just almost to kind of get you to think beyond your body to get into these poses sort of feel that like release within there so that you can go deeper into your connection um so even if people just watch the videos and kind of breathe along like it's still going to be just as beneficial as if you were doing everything that i was doing too um so i tried to make it with that in mind that's yeah. rad i love it mm-hmm. i love that i love that because i think really people can take that that vibe from the video too and look yeah. for that you know it, as as they practice in their own you know like begin to come into their own practice and their own body and and curiosity about where they want to go and, and, mm. you know, I know I'm to trying to think of what it was that made me feel safe at my studio. And I yeah. think, I think it was probably like 
day like literally I had like signed up online and day two of going there the owner was there and she introduced me to someone else and said this is Jessica she's one of our regulars and I was like I love you I've been here one time (laughs) but then I regularly came back that but I came back the next day so now I'm a regular yeah everyone is yeah And that and that could the, the, that community component is so vital, um, and you know yes. I I'm always asking lovelies like you know what's your what's some of your favorite parts about this like is this working for you, um, and usually the community piece or like feeling like you belong friendly chatting like that's right up at the top right um, and even like you know as one as one counterpoint to some traditional yoga classes you know like you go in and it's quiet and people are on there. When you come into a mortal of yoga class, we're all chit chatting. They've got music playing. Like someone's help. Like I wanted to feel. Basically, I wanted to feel like you're coming over to like your favorite aunt's house. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yoga. <laughs> that's aunt. like what yoga auntie. Like that's what I <laughs> I'm trying to do because um, it just brings the barrier down. Like you don't have to do that. You can totally chill out and be be with yourself. And some people do. But I think just knowing that it's okay to like be yourself and sort of be like, where do I want to sit? Like that's all natural things people do in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to suppress that. That's so lovely. That's so cool. Lovely. Oh, so great. So, I mean, I, I actually feel like you, you started to talk a little bit about this earlier, Rachel, but um, just, just sort of like drilling down into it a little bit more. What do you feel like yoga offers for moms that might be different than other types of movement? And even maybe specifically mm-hmm. more to love yoga might offer for moms that might be different than other types of movement might offer for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I myself am not a mother. Um, but I have Woohoo! A lot of moms. <laughs> yes. yeah. But I have an awful lot of moms that come. Yeah. Um, I would say that would probably be the leading, the leading um, trait of my lovelies. Mm. Um, and the, so the thing about what makes more to love yoga different is that I'm really good at getting you in the mindset of noticing what's going on and building from that. So when you go to a yoga class, sometimes a lot of teachers will just start like spouting off the terms of, of like, we're going to move into this pose and we're going to go into the, I don't, I very rarely say the name of the pose. Um, until the very end when we're all in that expression so it's very um, internally derived from like what does it feel like to notice my feet in the ground like can I notice my like middle toe how does it feel like when I have my hands on or around my belly right especially for mothers that like that literal center of where their their child came from Mm. um, I can I can only imagine how how interesting that would be to know that you created life and but if you have like shame around your belly what does that even that relationship do for you so that I take a lot of time to teach people how to like sense and trust their bodies um so a lot of that has to do with like that inner nurturing that 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 selfless place which I think a lot of mothers are you know intrinsically know on how to do that for their children, how to be that that role for their families. How do you turn that around and give that to yourself, right? Um, so I don't care about everyone looking the same way when we get up to the you know the full expression of a pose. I give plenty of opportunity for you to interpret it, um, you know, to make it feel like it's genuinely 
right for you. Um, and I give opportunity to like, to play with things in, in and around poses, like between certain poses. I'm like, okay, for the next like five or six breaths, do whatever the hell you want. Like just, you know, <laughs> feel in because like, again, like it's so tempting if for a yoga class to be like, follow the leader, kind of like Simon says. Mm. And, and those are great. Some people love that, that some people love that structure that like, they don't have to think about what's coming next yeah. for me, because I specialize in people that, that are desiring a deeper connection with their bodies. I have to be able to make space for you to tune in and guide you into what is a natural experience. Like what's a normal thing, like mind racing, feeling even anxious when you meditate, like those are all very common, very normal things. Like, what do you do with your belly when you forward fold? Like, mm. can you touch? Yeah, you can move it out of the way. How do you move your boobs? So I try to get super real and Love honest. It. Um, <laughs> because I think that it's refreshing. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm adjusting myself, being like, hey, I think this is a nice tip. You might like it. You might not. Whatever. No one has ever said, like, I really wish you didn't, you know, suggest that. It's just like, right. take it or leave it. Um, so... <laughs> That's, that's sort of what I think, at least for mothers, to have that that, that mothering, that care back onto yourself. Mm. Um, because I think that that's how you then lead with a, with a more compassionate heart. Um, you don't carry forward the stuff you dealt with in your body, maybe passed down from your family. Um, it's an opportunity to sort of say, like, hey, I'm not going to pass this on mm-hmm. to my kids, mm-hmm. to my families. So. Totes. I love that. I love that. I can tell that I'm coughing because I'm like excited to say something. Oh. <laughs> so speak, girl, speak. Uh, <laughs> but um, let's take a breath. <laughs> I love, I love the um, what you're saying about how you teach. I think that like saying that the name of the pose at the end is like so cool. But no, and nobody's asking me for my yoga journey. But what you're saying about um, doing it your way. For me, like that, that is sort of where I found the safe space for me because I'm coming at yoga after like 20 plus years of dance, a dance history mm, yeah. where everything, not only is it follow the leader, but like, and, and guess what? P.S. Dance looks different on everybody, but that is what's yeah. wrong with dance. You know, like you're given the message over and over that like that's what's wrong with it. And so the moment where I actually followed my own breath in a yoga flow or I did an expression that fit me was was like, that was it for me with yoga. Yeah. And so the fact that you're inviting your lovelies, which mm. we should say that's what um, Rachel calls her students, which is amazing, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. all the way through to me, like that's just, you know, helping them find their voice is, you know, you're saying you're not a mom, but like mm. that's that's it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like helping people find what their real voice is and what's really important to them and how something works in their body and in their life, like, there's no other caretaking more important than that. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, thank you. I beg to differ. We're at least gonna get yeah. you a yoga auntie shirt. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yoga auntie. Um, and I, you know, I, I say this a lot in the class. You know, it's the intention behind the pose rather than 
like what the pose looks like. Um, So in every, in every yoga pose, there is this dynamic of like the grounding the build up and then the full expression. And it's going to look different on everyone. So I really, I love it when I see that, you know, a, a room full of 15 people are all doing the intention of the pose. We're all doing the pose, but in our own way. Um, and and that's that's based in the in the lineage of yoga that I trained in. That's at the heart of Kripalu's style of yoga. Um, you know, I said every, like everyone's safe. Like I'm giving you the cues that help you, you know, understand the mechanics of this. But to then add that dimension of like yourself and your intuition and your and your trust. That that to me is where confidence comes from. You know, confidence is something that you build and you experience in like the smallest little bits of moments. Like it isn't this grand gesture mm-hmm. that one day you wake up and you're just like going to rock that outfit or that crop top. Like that's almost putting too much pressure on people to sort of unravel all of their stuff. So if mm-hmm. I can use these little moments as like a way for you to trust yourself more in something as safe as a, as a yoga class with me, then that's going to carry off outside of the, of the yoga room like absolutely like and that's that's a huge core piece of why mortal love i think has been successful is that yes we're here doing yoga yes we're here breathing together but this is just a little snippet of what's possible for you out in the real world out there where yoga really takes place is off of your yoga mat mm. hashtag recovery amen yeah yeah mm. wow amazing Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, again, with yeah. my questions, I'm completely lost. Well, I think, I think the, are we in projects? Like, yeah, I think we're in projects because the other ones I think have been answered. Yeah, she's just amazing balls. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what, what, what projects are you working on? And also, can you say just a little something? I mean, I want to acknowledge that not only have you, are you like part of revolutionizing yoga? Um, everywhere but also at Kapalu that you are like a, an amazing entrepreneur uh-huh. oh thank you <laughs> um, so can you speak well, what, to like yeah, yeah your projects yeah. but also that other thing that you did <laughs> uh, sure so so people don't know this that much um, but for the past decade I've actually had a day job um, and I'm leaving that day job at the end of this month what um, I had <laughs> um i have worked at harvard university um so i was i was full-time at harvard up until about a year and a half ago and then i went part-time and now this year or this month i'm i'm saying goodbye um it's just the right time and i know people like how the hell i don't know how i've done that um i that's what that's where yoga meditation is really helpful (laughs) to kind of be able to balance um but there's so many cool things that i want to be able to do um with more to love um some, some of the projects that are coming up, um, there's more retreats coming. Um, yes. There's one I'm going to be announcing, I'll probably say, here. It's, it's in October, back at Kripalu, um on Columbus Day week, um, the Monday holiday there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also starting to launch a, a group coaching program with some people that have been practicing with me for, for a while. Um, just to kind of take that, you know, the experience of what, of what yoga is and start to apply that to what your wellness 
can be because like so wellness to me is something that I focus on a lot um but not in the terms of like you need to be this weight you need to like drink that it's wellness in terms of of your body your breath your mind and your heart and your essence so what does that look like for you on the individual level with the support of me and also the community so I'm starting to build that um another project that just wrapped up with Bank of America um and mastercard was i was in a a commercial with them that was nationwide Uh um and then in the new york times with an ad so there's something to do with that coming out in the summer but there's been like billboard like people are sending me pictures they see me on like a billboard (gasps) on the highway or in the it's just been like kind of like absolutely insane um (laughs) that like yeah time to quit your day job yeah when you're on billboards well well, in the new york um, times there's a lot you know there was a lot in and that's sort of my own like um, you know, my husband's in a good place with his career where now, now is the time to be able to, to do that. Um, I'm definitely the type where I like to, I know that things won't be figured out, but at least I know the intention behind stuff, right? right? Like I know what I stand for. I know what mortal love is about. I'm, I'm confident in that. And so now just, it's just, it's time I'm ready. Um, so a lot of people don't know about that. They think that I've been, been, you know, doing this for a few years. Um, so which I have been, right? right <laughs> I have right. been in like the you know early mornings and then the late evenings, but I'm really, really, really excited that this I get to say with confidence, like I'm just the founder and CEO of Mortal Love. Oh my god, and congratulations. Have this, this, yes. Yeah. But it, it, again, you have to like and that's the thing, like I feel like, you know, with the entrepreneur community and I struggle with this for a long time. I read so many things with so many people that are like if you truly believe in like your work, you have to go all in. And that message, while I believe in it, was actually causing me stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. It wasn't making me feel motivated. It wasn't making me feel confident. So I was like, you know what? Mortal Love is about not following what everyone else is doing. And so on this entrepreneurial path, like I have to trust my own self. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna ask for a lot of help. I'm gonna get that coaching support. Like I've, got, I've done all of that. Um, and, you know, I've built up that, that plan for myself, that experience for myself so that when I'm going out there more, at least I know where my, at least I know where my intentions are, right? And that to me is so, such a relief <laughs> in a way that I've worked really hard in order to make that happen. Um, and that I'm proud that I, that I was able to balance that um, and also very fortunate that where I was working at Harvard, like I created a wellness day program that is going on now for five years. Oh um, like I'm the teacher, like, so there's been ways that I've brought in more to love into the environments that I've been in. So yeah, wow. that's, that's the biggest projects that I've got going on. That's awesome. That's totally badass. That's ridiculous. Mm, killing it. And we might have just gotten a scoop on I think the we did. podcast. Yeah, I think we did. It was like a scoop. Investigative <laughs> reporters. <laughs> <laughs> who just ask questions cool. such a therapy me, thing me leaving Harvard <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm gonna get like they're gonna like tag they're gonna, they're gonna get I know exactly because if I mention this stuff because we used to work in the news office um, at Harvard and like if, if I would mention it in like a press piece that I was there like they would see it because it comes up oh, and so a lot of people would find out what I was doing with Mortal Love because I would inadvertently just like mention Harvard and they would put in the piece Oh, and I'd, they'd be like Rachel what is this and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> but this is so cool because like you never know like places and working you're, sure. you don't want to you know it's a, it's, a tr- it's, a, it's a challenging balance and I think it's something that I don't hear very often 
um, from people that are like doing their side hustles or just like, you know, doing that because people are afraid that the, your main place is gonna get like jealous or something right, <laughs> no, no. right. well like, yeah like you're sort of not allowed to be doing anything else it's like mm, yeah that's not really yeah true. exactly and that's like such like an american travesty of, of you know loyalty to the man um, <laughs> <laughs> well not only that but like having to to look the part right like you're not exactly. supposed to mm. be doing one and the other you have to be the confident the entrepreneur who's just like hustling let go of the edge and and just like flapping as fast as she can Mm. so she doesn't hit the ground or like yeah just working for the man and and loyal to the man and Mm. so i think you're also changing a lot of people's minds like right now listening to this just thinking about like do it your way you can figure it it out your way have it your yeah, way. Yeah, it really, and, and that may come with being, you know, a little, I'm going to be, my birthday's in a couple, a couple days from when we're talking. I don't know when this Ooh. is going to um, And I don't know if that's like, just comes with age of yes. just, you know, yeah. letting go of the expectations that somehow you have, combination of your own, combination from just your, your you know, where you're from and your family and society. Um, but the turning point for me, at least with like, and, and I know we're not, not, specifically talking about like work, like entrepreneurs and small businesses, but I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you, this is what you do. You both of you have your, um, you know, your work is, is an expression of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you care about. Absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of other listeners may be wanting something like that too. The turning point came to me was when my, my family um, started to offer help, meaning like, can I come and help set up your class with you can mm. I help come like when they saw how much it was like involving my life and that turning point where it wasn't just this little like oh she's got a blog and like you know what I mean and yeah. I kind of had to you know and it, so when the people around you um are also feeling included and are also supporting you and are along with you like how much more motivating and just loved and supportive you feel mm. so that comes with having to share it right you have to share your have to share what you're interested with people because there is a way i do believe this that like support will come to you in the way that is appropriate for you Mm. um so you have to talk about it you have to be open about it this goes for businesses this goes for body acceptance this goes for yoga wellness moms like you have to be able to be vulnerable enough to share your struggles because then people are going to be able to offer help and support um for you to transform that I dig oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> All of that. Yes, please. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask this other question. Yeah. <laughs> just, just make and just do all the questions. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, so, we, so we believe that, you know, all foods fit and um, we're, you know, wholehearted into intuitive and mindful eating and health at every size. But there are some foods that are generally marketed for children more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite? Chicken fingers. Absolutely. Ooh. I love chicken fingers i wrote a song as a kid about chicken fingers you did um can you sing it uh my brother and i sing it all the time he's in california um <laughs> so yeah i love yeah so the food the food stuff is like oh, man that that is like a whole nother universe um right. 
I love food. I grew up in an Italian Irish household. My mother's a cook. She's Italian. And, you know, every meal, even though it was like sort of like, oh, let's throw this together. Like, I would hear what kids were eating growing up. And then they'd be like, my, and then I was like, what did you have for dinner? I was like, my mom made like, you know, chicken cacciatore from scratch. Like, she was just like, the food in my house was always something available and always something excellent. Mm. So, which made it really, really confusing when especially in the doctor's world, I was having to not eat certain things, right? Mm. Um, or being being led to believe that drinking water was bad. There was a time where I thought what? drinking water was, was bad. Oh, yeah. I had, my, I had to keep a little journal. I was um, 10 or 11. I had to keep a food journal. Um, and my it was my father who actually noticed how upsetting it was to me to have to write this down and he would like notice that I would hesitate to even write down water um so he was quickly like we're not doing this anymore yeah I remember I remember him saying that like and I was a little and I just remember him being like Rachel don't worry about all this stuff um and you know my mom my own mother who was dealing with her own body image insecurities um I could see that the way that you know she would wake up at four in the morning go for a run have to leave like her life was surrounded by that so I got a lot of these like very mixed mixed messages Mm -hmm. um so food to me is is I love food it's exciting and I think it's one of the greatest gifts we have as humans like all of my favorite memories of my family were around a dinner table or like a halt you know what I mean like I get excited about Mm -hmm. it um so it stinks that for for many many people the food food is the enemy, or at least the relationship, right? Right. Food becomes the enemy, um, and you know, for me, I I love I love what I love, and if I want chicken fingers, I'm gonna eat chicken fingers. If I want sushi, I'm gonna eat sushi. If I want kale basket of whatever, I'm gonna eat. Like, then that's taken me a long time to get to that point of li- being able to trust and listen to my body and yes. know those preferences mm. and. Um, and it is body trust, right? Yeah, and dieting totally. culture, the whole the whole premise of it is based on the idea of you can't be trusted. So it takes years. It takes a lot of effort. And it takes getting help from professionals like yourselves mm. in order to understand and have that, like, truly rewarding relationship um, with food and nourishment. Um, because it does go – it goes beyond food, right? Right, it, it, right. It ripples effects to other areas of your life. Yes. But yeah. So if you ever ask for chicken fingers and you're like, who would eat chicken fingers with me? Um, just email me and I'll be over. Oh, yeah. Eat chicken fingers. I feel like at some point <laughs> I'm going to need to hear this song. Yeah. So, so oh, my God. No. Just get ready. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. It was about a chicken finger sub. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever had one? They, places will make them for you. It's, I mean, it's. Wegmans. Wegmans will make them for you. Oh, Wegmans. Yes. So good. All right, girl. I believe it. I believe it. I know. (laughs) And now they even have them. Well, do that. No, it's the nuggets that come in shapes. The nuggets come in shapes. The fingers fingers are are still fingers. Okay. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Bell and Evans makes a really good one. Like Mm. the adult version of of a chicken finger, Bell and Evans. The frozen aisle has got it down. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And your dipping sauce Shout of choice. Oh yeah. Do you have a do you have a dip that you prefer? A dipping sauce? Well, let's just put it this way. For birthday presents and, and holiday presents, my friends know to get me sauces. I have a whole 
table of sauces. Oh. I will make up my own mixture depending on my preference. Ooh. Um, can't go wrong with honey mustard. No. I mean, like, no. I love sauces. She's a so saucy girl. No one, saucy. There's no one sauce that will satisfy me. You know what? I, I have so much appreciation for this, too, because you know what used to be my total jam? Uh you could only get them. I think now you could probably get them other places, but at the time, Planet Hollywood was the only place <laughs> yes, where you could get Captain Crunch chicken fingers. What? It Ooh. was amazeballs. <laughs> can only oh tell you. It was so good. So yeah, they were like coated in the Cap'n, Cap'n Crunch, right? And then in my mouth, it was and so good. Hold, hold the Crunch berries. No so berries. Looking at some like old school Cap'n. Jacket from Terminator. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Van Halen's guitar. Amazing. Yeah. That's so wow. weird. Ugh, that place. But they don't have them anymore. I, I guess they were Demi's favorite, but they're <laughs> off the menu now, which is sad. Just have to. Not that I frequent Planet Hollywood <laughs> every time I'm in to. Florida so or anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Pinterest that shit. Um, right. Yeah. Chicken fingers. Um, I love I love M and M's. Like Can't you know, on. I don't know if that's necessarily, but like, yeah. At any given moment, there's probably some here in the house right now where it's gonna be, you know, oh, grab a little handful of M and M's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that like you know, and I talked about this in my retreat this past um, week that like. The things that you loved as a kid are still with us. Like the things that bring us those little joys that spark, they're still with us. And it's just been either burdened or blocked or or covered up by all this stuff. But if we can just trust the stuff that we genuinely are interested in, like without even thinking, like just going with what our, our instinct or our intuition or our heart is, I mean, that's what makes life fun like that's where joy comes from like it doesn't have to be this complicated thing like it can be an m&m it can yeah. be you know the way that the sunlight hits on a sunday afternoon or something i don't know um but like that's just something you have to think about like what are those things as a kid that brought you joy and are those being brought into your life in some way today um Love it. at least for me like i'm happier when when i connect with that it doesn't have to be a lot but nope. i'm like this I feel like I'm the same person at the at the heart of me as I was when I was like you know a six and seven year old in a lot of ways which uh, you know I'm also like goofy and immature but <laughs> you know they can be integrated then you're doing it right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah everyone for chicken fingers <laughs> yeah Rachel got the questions she did she totally got the questions you question. did get it Yay. thank you we've, we've had struggles with that question <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. been the easiest question at times. what do they they learn what well I think our community challenges us because we're labeling it a certain way and you know the community really stresses you know that that all foods are new you know sort of like the neutrality and right am I saying this right yeah yeah absolutely and I also think there's also in some cases people who aren't in our coming from our community that all foods aren't necessarily neutral and they just sort of like couldn't get past right like the, like the shouldn't right right that mm-hmm. oh this this is my this is my fun indulgence like my naughty food right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's not a kid food it's something they've found is sort of like a stand-in right 
for that Snore. joyful <laughs> for example my food cocoa puffs you know mm-hmm. like they're they're saying the thing oh that's the stand-in the rather milk, than the milk at the end yeah. right that's the good part yeah, yeah. And even like the yeah. shape of them and the bird and just the, the bird. whole thing. <laughs> Birds where it's at. Or is there it? are so many. Um, I mean, another one that's coming to mind is um, the way that like, I mean, food to me is also tied again with memories and family. Mm, right. My grandfather, we didn't, my grandfather would always have like a can of Coca-Cola um, in the house. And we had it like growing up, you know, but my mom would be like, buy whatever is on sale kind of thing. So there would be these times when me and my brother would mix like Pepsi and Coke and like Sprite together for these disgusting concoctions. <laughs> we would like, we would like dare each other to drink. Like how gross can we make this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. But like, even when I think about, but my grandfather always had Coke. And when I drink Coke now, I think about that. Yeah. I think about yeah. him being there on like, you know, Saturday afternoon and like, you know, um, and who, who wouldn't chastise drinking soda, right? Who wouldn't think, oh, that's so bad for you. But, like, I mean, again, bad for you is a spectrum, right? right? What's bad, quote, unquote, for you? I mean, this is your, now you're going to tell me that I can't have fond memories of my grandfather. I mean, I'm not going right. to say that literally. But right. I think the more space that we give ourselves to understand the relationships that we have with, with food, again, I don't, I don't have... Um, an eating disorder I think I would have gone down that road if my parents weren't like she's having like a really this this journaling thing is not working like yeah. I think that that would have developed in mm-hmm. all in all honesty mm-hmm. thankfully my, my parents were like nope we're gonna shift gears here Lovely. um so I know I'm talking from a place of like privilege on that but I, I don't have have experience of that um but yeah I mean it is I mean it's a tricky it's a tricky road to navigate you know the line between sharing what is meaningful to you and then advocating or moralizing what's good for everyone else that i can't get behind um and that's not even just with food i mean you can do that with everything um yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. certainly with yoga yeah oh my god i mean oh i've had i've had a lot of people especially when i started out they would be like great photo great pose but if you want to like like, alignment of things um and yeah, unsolicited advice is probably the least helpful, welcome thing in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and, and sometimes, I mean, you probably can um, relate with this, too. A lot of people ask me, what should I do here? What What's the right way to do this? And, I, and I'm always I'm always kind of cautious being like, well, here's how I've done it. Here's how. But you know what I mean? Like there is that line between are we just trying to t- have people do what we do because we think what we do is the best um i mean i want i want what i do to be enjoyable for me i'll share it and then you can you know be inspired by it to create your own thing um but a lot of people you know want to want to be right a lot of people want to feel like they're right right mm-hmm. yep wow yes yes to all of us <sighs> rach where can we find you where can people find you um, you can go to my website, moretoloveyoga.com. You can also Google More to Love Yoga. Um, and from there, you can hook up with my Instagram, my social media. I do have a free video that um, people can get. Um, it's like a five-minute breath and body movement. That I, I love short things that you can do throughout the day 
that don't feel like an extra to do. Like mm-hmm. yoga classes are awesome, but oftentimes who has, let's be honest, like on the on both ends, two hours right. to go. So I love being able to take like the best parts of a yoga class and like put them into five or 10 minute chunks. So that, that freebie on the website, and it's really obvious when you go on there that you where you can get it. Um, I love saying like, do this. It's just five minutes. It'll help you feel calmer, relaxed, like plugged in. Your kids could do it. I've had people film it with their kids doing it with them. Um, <laughs> send it to me, which is adorable. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, on Facebook, we got an active little Facebook page going on on Instagram. Um, I always try to post just like something, you know, here's an outfit that I'm wearing and here's, you know, a yoga move or a perspective. Um, an email, Rachel at more to love with Rachel.com. So there's a lot of ways to connect. Perfection. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. This has been so Thank wonderful. Thank you for Thank having you. me. I knew I wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's fun. So that's it, moms. That's the last bite for today. But in case you're hungry for more, head on over to the Mama Bites website. That's M-O-M-M-A, Mama Bites website, and stream more of our podcasts. Or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. And don't forget to stop by Instagram. And definitely come on by our Facebook group, the Mama Bites Lunch Table. We'd love to have you there. And until we meet again next time, remember, motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.